0: sell some of them you're wasting all your time and money on models
1: Paint what you have Uh, hello everyone and welcome to model club tv episode 47 wow how are you scott as always scott johansson and i am jason walker 47 we're nearing your age right we yeah yes we are my age pretty soon yours well i'll be 48 this year but i am currently 47 so it is Yes, technically. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm great. So, just so everyone knows, this is probably the closest we've ever come to uh, missing an episode. <laughs> it has been a uh, it's been a busy two weeks around here. So, we're trying to cram this in before trying to get everything done for Wonderfest and trying to make sure that we don't miss an episode because I would lose my mind if we did.
0: And I want to go on record as saying is I was late today coming. Because I was working on my Rotocaster because I'm trying like hell to cast two King Kongs up for two house apes, (laughs) Kenny Caruso and Brian Clark, who are gonna be at Wonderfest and have been bugging me for them for a long time. Did you get it fixed? The Rotocaster is fixed. It's actually been modified and it's better than ever. And uh we'll see. Got some nice. resin outside the door, and come Monday, um, like
1: we're gonna be doing some outside casting. So I used to go to this club, and they had one of those those what your rotocaster is, but person size, and you would you know be in there, and they'd fling you around and do all that stuff. What mm-hmm. do you think the smallest or the biggest kid you could get on that thing is? On my rotocaster, yeah. Oh man! Like, could I, you maybe, charge uh, kids like five bucks? But here, all right, you take a round. No, it's not road. that
0: big. <laughs> well, I mean, you could put of... a toddler on there, right? Well, no. Here's the problem with mine. Okay, <laughs> and and the ones you saw were probably all circles. Yeah. And, okay. So mine is this big square frame.
1: Oh yeah, here's a square.
0: And um, there's a video on my Facebook page. If anyone wants to go to my Facebook page, there's a quick video of it. And this thing. If anything fell off, it would eat your ass. Okay, so it's...
1: Wait, is that a good thing or a bad thing? No,
0: I would not put anything in this thing living. The the most dangerous thing I've ever done on it was um, I strapped in a gallon of paint and uh, ran it for about five minutes to stir the paint.
2: Did
1: it spray everywhere? No. Oh, wow, good job. All right.
0: <laughs> my name's not that jason walker
1: shut up i hate you uh
0: what, what did you do recently that was so st- stupid you did something stupid i recently. did
1: do something stupid i don't remember what it was either i don't know we'll come back to it <laughs> I don't know what, yeah. it was something really dumb i knocked over a model kit for this i broke the toe off the cayman rider which we'll get to here in a minute I had to resculpt a toe while I was doing something. I'm just, it's been a disaster. Anyway, I found out when my oral surgery is. So I'm having my uh, mouth operated on July 22nd. So that second episode in July is going to be, hopefully, <laughs> me with a small, yeah, that's what You thought <laughs> you couldn't understand me before. Wait till you hear me with a mouthful of gauze. Yeah, it'll be that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer's with uh, Mel Torme. And everyone thinks yes. I'll just do an episode without you. You could. It might happen. This might be your chance.
2: So we'll see. Uh, Did you watch anything? Batman, perhaps. No, that would be a no. Any? Did like? Did you start watching it? Would you have to be more than three minutes in to consider start watching it? You made it three minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then I fell asleep, <sighs> and he was pummeling some guy, and I was like, "All right, I probably should just turn it off."
1: <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, but anything else? Nothing. No. Uh, I did. I watched a couple things. I watched. I start just last night while I was working. I started watching gacy tapes on netflix
2: man what is wrong with you
1: i don't know <laughs> it's You're actually this a fiction for like i have weird. two episodes in i watched the first two episodes and i it's the most chicago thing ever and i love it like all the cops like when you think chicago cops close your eyes think of a chicago cop it's that guy and they sound like Chicago cops and they have mustaches like Chicago cops. It's amazing. And it's just the stuff they talk about, like the, the seventies in Chicago, you know, like when, you know, you were what your teens, 10. Mm -hmm. and I was just, I was like the time they're talking about, I was four years old. And I remember like the stuff they're showing. I swear. I remember seeing it on the news, like remember it like them at that house. Like, I remember that being on the TV, but so far, man, that guy is an asshole. (laughs) Like take the killing people out of like, just like when you listen to him, what a piece of crap, but it's definitely worth checking out. I think if you're interested in, and I'm not one to glorify serial killers and I don't think this does that at all. It's more of a, like what was happening here in, in Chicago at that time and what the city was like and. It, yeah, it's in his words, and it's a lot of him talking, and I remember the night he was executed, I was working at a pizza place, too. Yeah! So, it was like, it, it's just one, of, it's a very Chicago thing, and it, it, you know. The sad thing was,
2: I know, I- Not to we'll get, get us get into at, a we'll dark get,
1: spot, but that's what we'll I, I watched letters. last night.
0: We'll get letters about this, but this guy- Never even tried to deny he killed 32 people and buried them in his crawl space. Well, that's the
1: thing that he, well, if you watch this, he did for a while. Like they were mm-hmm. following him. I'll let people watch it. It's they were following him 24 hours a day. Like the cop, wherever he went, the cops were next to him, like would go into the restaurant with him and sit down and he started calling him like, oh, you're my best friend. And would like, just hang out with the cops while they're tailing him, trying to mm-hmm. just put pressure on him until he finally snapped and told his lawyer everything. It's oh man it just to think with some of those well, it's just awful so
2: my problem was how long did this guy stay
0: alive until he was executed and you know i, I know everyone has different opinions on the death penalty and i won't get too far into that but
1: this <laughs> is an evil piss off everybody.
0: <laughs> this is an evil individual that deserved to die yeah right yeah. right away right away as far as i'm concerned put it on TV and let the parents of some of these relatives of some of these people push the button or pull the trigger or whatever, because it, it's it, the guy was, you mess. almost
1: make me wanted to get in, get into stuff we normally don't get into. <laughs> so anyway, all right, let's, let's get out of there. But I, I always I, I, and just, you know, there's certain people that yes, deserve that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I used to be like that. I used to be like, oh, I'll kill everybody.
2: And to me now, death penalty is too easy. And
1: I, like, I'm of the, of the, I want, if you get a 300 year sentence, they should hook you up to machines to keep you alive for 300 years in the worst state possible. Like, you know what I mean? i minority report, which you probably didn't see where they stick people in tubes. That's more like that case. If you didn't do it, they can pull you on and go, sorry. And especially around here in Chicago, this is, we are totally off track, but
0: is that or they should put them in a cell and make them watch model club TV in a Oh, movie. that would
1: be that's worse than death. Okay. <laughs> but there's so many people here that have been framed and that's, yeah. there's been some horrible stuff, but anyway, check it out. It's on Netflix. I know the new, uh, love robots De- love, death and robots came out on Netflix. I didn't start watching that yet. And I started, I continued watching Cobra Kai. And oh, you didn't finish that. Uh, we're yet. almost done, and it's—I wish it stopped after that first season, because it's just so ridiculous now. Where mm-hmm. it's like, let's do karate to solve it. it Just—I don't know. It lost karate me. is the answer. Karate is the answer, and it's like, come to our dojo. But you know what? And if you have these was ass the men, answer, you wouldn't need death penalties. Oh, Maybe karate is the true. answer. Yeah, if everyone did okay. karate, it would work. The, like, you have these grown-ass guys. Now it's on the, f- what, a fifth season that I'm watching? Fourth? Fourth? Fifth? You're watching the fourth.
0: Yeah, but there's gonna Where be a
1: That has the two Cobra Kai dojo guys, and it has now Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai. Like, Eagle Fang. That's what it is. But you have these Fang. grown guys, but like, Eagles fighting. don't have fangs! I know. You have them fighting over, fighting each other through children and using these kids. It's so ridiculous. But anyway. That's I think that's kind of covered what I watched. I finished Black Sunday. Um and I want to talk about that for a second. Black Sunday is an amazing movie and I'm so sad that I just finally watched that. And on top of that, a bunch of people reached out to me about Vin's kits from Resin Crypt and what happened to him and Scott who has them? Jeremy Mons. Jeremy Mons. So I'm supposed to hit him up on Facebook, which I think I'm going to do after Wonderfest. And it's that was a good movie
2: really liked it so cool we have a giveaway scott
0: fantastic you don't seem very excited for our giveaway i don't even know what it is <laughs> you don't communicate with me we talk once a month and this is it and
2: frankly this is too much <laughs> that's true
1: that is true our giveaway and uh, th- this makes me feel really good inside, actually. A dream uh, date with Jason Walker? <laughs> no, that's not it. That'd be horrible. Uh, Mike McDonald uh, sent in this. from the Doobie Brothers? No, I doubt that. He loves our show and sent us this to give away. Oh, look, you can see the reflection of what I'm looking at. But wow. the Ra- uh, Ravel Robin kit. Okay, but let me give you the backstory on the Ravel Robin kit. Uh, somehow when ordering Batman and Robin kits off of Evil Bay, I ended up with two robins. One too many Guinness stouts. I'll donate for a giveaway. Just tell me where to send it. On, it's unopened. So I am not the only one who has drunk double-ordered things that forgot that I had things. <laughs> it makes me feel so good. Because what I'll do is I'll be sitting in front of the TV and I'm either on on Amazon or I'm on eBay, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I order it and I already have it. So Scott, what do you think we should do to give
0: this away? I think that if you want to be in for the Robin kit, your response in the YouTube comments should be correct,
1: Boy Wonder, and uh, we'll put you in. Okay, that sounds good to me. Correct, Boy Wonder. And tell us if you ever uh, drunk bought something. Double. I never have. That doesn't surprise me, because you
2: don't drink. Sorry.
1: You see what I deal with? You see what I deal with? I just ate. Oh, boy. All right. Thank you, Mike McDonald. We truly appreciate that. And uh, I hope somebody gets it that really wants it. And if you don't want it, don't enter. (laughs) Just Please. Uh, And I believe, and I'm not going to say what,
0: but I believe... Um, Paul is giving us something at Wonderfest to give away. Yes, I think uh, there's another gentleman that has some kits that he's going to give us. So,
1: and I um, think CG Blade said he had some more stuff for us to get. So, yeah, so I think something. after
0: Wonderfest, it's going to be giveaway central, which will we'll have, have, have an all giveaway episode. And you know no, what? I'm just
1: kidding. That that, that kind of works because what's right after Wonderfest? Like two episodes away, Christmas. No, huh. our two year anniversary. We turned two terrible twos
2: <laughs> terrible t- yeah. it was yeah, the terrible it now. was the terrible
1: ones <laughs> <laughs> Woo. all right news and reviews let's go uh i'll start with me some okay. stuff i bought Hello. he's gonna hey, yawn like always sorry uh has been a long day no oh, it has
2: um i picked this up
1: the Vallejo flat uh, what's up what all right so um in watching all my painting videos that I see on YouTube a lot of times this paint set from Vallejo has come up numerous times it's a fairy flesh set and it has a bunch of uh just for brush painting and airbrushing a bunch of different flesh colors and I'm going to give it I haven't tried it yet just came yesterday but cool set of uh flesh colors that I want to try and there's some darker ones and some redder ones and We'll see if it's worth what everyone's talking about. I I would like to ask a few questions about those paints, if I may. Sure,
0: Scott. Anything for you. Not that I'm ever going to paint anything, but um I you know, you buy me lights and you know, all kinds of this useless stuff I'm never gonna use. Why don't you ever
2: buy me a paint set? You make more money than me. (sighs) I'm retired. You still make more money than me. So, (laughs) wow. Yeah. I I have brought you paint holders. Yeah, yeah. I gave you paint racks. I've brought you your cat peed on or something. I don't have a cat. Oh, somebody peed on them. Oh. Did you get any pet pictures? Ooh,
0: I don't know if I did if i did i'm sorry maybe i, I scared everyone
1: win. away i'm sorry
0: paul might have sent me one but it's we're going now i'm sorry paul well i'll double do it next week <laughs> double do it
1: oh great can't wait next thing uh, i got a couple messages over on my youtube channel about the wet palette that i had talked about the exemplar uh wet palette from before and it was hey, any updated review since you've been using it for a while and yes uh when I had put up the review of it originally, I, I started getting mold afterwards in it. And it said that the sponge was supposed to be mold and they, resistant and they gave you a copper sticker to put under there. And I was still getting mold. So I took the sponge and did a, like a light bleach solution on it and rang it out. And I, and I put some copper wires under there. And I have had no mold issues at all. The one thing that I don't like about it and all that is that sponge is super fragile. So me just kind of wringing it out, it tore. Like there's a big rip in it. Um other than that, I love it. So I just got I need to learn to be more careful with the uh with the sponge. The paper does tear easier I think than the other ones, but it's it's still I think the best wet palette I have right now. Kind of house ape are you? Who doesn't ring when something's wet? You just ring it out, like even just like squeezing a sponge, you know, you, to get the water out. You can't
0: out. look at you can't feel something in your hand and say, you know, this isn't like no, a it normal doesn't feel sponge.
1: like that. It feels like a regular sponge, but it just it tears really okay. easy. Um, other than that, it's I think well worth the money. Those little negative things, and this, and I think it's just here the mold issue that
2: I have with this house. So here, uh. The next thing. This came today.
1: The wow. Metaluna Mutant from. Cult TV Man. Got it from Cult TV Man. This was the first thing I had ever pre-ordered that came through. Um, It is from Atlantis Models.
2: And it just got off. I'm going to open it. The wrong Real quick. Way. What'd you say? Nothing. The wrong way.
0: There's a right way?
1: Yeah. What's the right way?
0: Okay, so when you have a box like that, okay, you take your exacto knife and you slice the bottom where the box opens, and then you can keep the top protected.
1: Nah. That's a nice box.
2: Again, I like the matte finish. It's pretty artwork, too. And I like that he's not the
1: typical colors. I painted one like that for Mike Signal a long time ago where it's not as, it's not the right colors. It was, I guess originally it was going to be more like bug like. Ooh.
0: So it's a metallic blue? Yeah, it's
1: metallic blue. That's kind of sweet. I'll open this up too. Did I open that the wrong way?
2: Whatever. You're going to drop something. I did. But I on purpose did. A piece was loose. Ooh, busted sprue. So this was, uh, I believe, taken um, from the collection of uh, Phil um, Soprano. Soprano? Uh, Okay, I don't want to say his name wrong. So
0: anyway, um, he had the uh, original sculpt that was never produced for the Monsters of the Movies line. And this was it. And he released them for a time. I think now he sold them to Atlantis to uh release. The only thing I wish Atlantis would have done is uh put it in a monsters of the movie style box because that's the scale and that's the series it was part of. Yeah. But um other than that, um yeah, it's really cool. Everyone can get their hands on this.
1: Yeah, I, I saw a couple other people post about it. Yeah, it's a nice little it's a nice little kit. That's pretty cool.
0: I have one. Mine's gray so
1: you already have the other one the original yeah the, okay. yeah let me throw this back in there so yeah that came today um made in the usa are all that's nice to hear so yeah all their stuff is that's great uh so that's what i got
2: like just in hand should i throw this
1: all right worthling sent me a list. And we asked people to do this, so I'm not upset about it, but this is a long list of stuff, which is a great thing. We asked people to send us what you're going to have at Wonderfest so that people know that just boomeranged. <laughs> Greg Damian would have loved that. That I threw the bag and it boomeranged back and did not go.
0: Would have knocked over that guy. No, almost it almost knocked
1: been. something over. <laughs> it would have been the best. Um, all right. So. We have, uh, what Mark Worthling's is going to have at Wonderfest, and he is going to have a lot. So, I'm going to kind of montage this with pictures and editing, and I'm going to kind of go through the list here and throw the pictures up as I say it, because there's a lot. Alright, here we go. Uh, Show his
2: button. Did you hit his button?
1: Here's his button. The Pestilence Labs. Mark Worthling. they will be at Wonderfest. Uh, the end cap down in the, uh, corner-ish. I think it's
0: uh, 116 and 117, or yeah. yeah, we can up we'll put the map up.
1: Yep. All right, so here we go. The third scale, one-third- scale Hellboy, the one-third- scale Cronin, the one-third scale Liz. And now the new Hellboy minibus that he has coming out as well. and Hell Baby. So I think that does it for the Hellboy stuff. The box
2: art witch. The box art wolfman. Creatures ghost. Which is the see-through
1: green creature. I I, am. Be there. Uh, Translucent creature. Yeah. uh, Yep. Box art Godzilla preview. I don't think it's for sale. It's preview.
2: It is a preview. And I can tell you. Because I'm special. That I've seen a
0: preview of the buildup. Oh, have you now? And it's beautiful. Yeah. Cool.
1: So, all right. Continuing on the quarter scale Devonian fossil and the half scale Devonian fossil. I haven't which, seen those, which you saw a lot of actually. Don't worry.
0: I saw way <laughs> too much. of.
1: And a full scale Devonian fossil preview. A one, six scale Jaeger bride preview. One six scale Jaeger. Now, I want to put this. This is not me saying it wrong. This is how he typed it. The one six scale Jaeger Aretha Bay preview. Or oh, Aretha Bay. Aretha yeah. Bay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's a yeah.
0: diva kit.
1: <laughs> that's his first I, in a
0: line of divas. Okay.
1: The diva line. I totally want that kit. <laughs> It's the Death Bay preview, but it says Aretha. Ar- <laughs> Ardeth B-E-C-T! Uh, his quarter-scale young Frankenstein bust. That says young. young. Uh, quarter-scale Jaeger Grease, uh, Sandy from Greece, uh, And a bunch of gargantua stuff. Uh, the poster diorama. The tree smack diorama. Uh, Gira's Rage. And he's also, well, this is really cool, a tribute back to the Aurora, that hobby shop picture. Right? Am I yep. right in this? Yeah. Uh, Monster corner conversion parts, where he has tons of stuff that I think was from the witch kit that he's selling individually. So if you need a bat or you need a rat or a broom for something, he's going to have it there for you. So Pestilence Labs is going to have a ton of stuff for you over at Wonderfest. So check him out on Facebook. Find Mark Worthing on Facebook, and it's uh, hit him up. See him at Wonderfest. And while you're there. Stop next to his table and see us. Yeah, see us. Well, we'll talk. We got stuff. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, I want to talk about this. I keep, I always see this in my ads on Facebook and Instagram. And I want to get more people to maybe, if you don't know about this place, it's called Epic Basing. And they sell physical objects and they sell STL files of things that you can use for miniature bases, like mushrooms, rocks, pieces of broken walls, trees, all sorts of little cool diorama things. And if you buy them from the site, the physical uh, uh, model pieces, uh, you can't scale them up. But I was thinking for us, people who do larger scale things, if you have a printer, if you know someone with a printer, buy that STL and you could just increase the scale and have a giant mushroom if you wanted or something else. So there's some really cool things in here. So check out, I'll put the link in the description. It looked like you were going to smack me. I'll put the link in the description. <laughs> I know. I'll put that down there. Check them out. I have not bought anything from them. I plan on doing so. Uh, this is not a, uh, this is an unsolicited. I just keep seeing this, but I wanted more people to get eyes on it. So first I heard of it. There you go. Epic basing. I think it's epicbasing.com even. I don't know. I could be wrong. All right. Next from sort of Paul Gill and I'll put Paul Gill's button up here. Uh for Gilman Productions on Facebook. This is actually from uh Michael White is casting, shipping, and selling these. Uh Paul Gill is not actually the one producing this one because it ended up being too big for him to handle. So he may have a couple at Wonderfest, but check out look up Michael White. We'll get that information out in, in down below. But the should we say the name? The ring Call the, oh, uh, I just did. Oh boy. Uh, the uh, pit beast, clean terror. <laughs> there you go. T- might get his flag too.
2: Oh, fudge.
1: the pit monster from the that the, I don't know. You know what it is, uh, from that movie with light swords, and this is really cool. This thing's huge. So if you remember when I showed the this thing, I just remember when I showed the <laughs> the big boss. This thing dwarfs the big boss. And the big boss was huge. So this thing is gigantic. So check it out. Uh, Michael White is taking care of this. Maybe a few castings over at Wonderfest at Paul Gill's table. So uh, check that out there. And no dog picture today.
2: So sad. Probably
0: my fault.
1: (laughs) CG Blade and Rod Hickey. Rod Hickey sent this along and so did CG Blade. Uh. Rod did the painting work on this and CG is gonna have this kit at Wonderfest as well. Oh, wait, I got CG's button. I'd like to push his button. There, wait, you can push it. I'm gonna push it. There it is. From Pseudoverse Creations, CG Blade. This is not this is not one of his pseudoverse characters. This is just some girl in a bikini with a cell phone. So if you're into that sort of thing, there you go. Uh neat, neat little printed kit. I am pretty sure he's gonna have that at Wonderfest as well. And great job painting, Rod. Looks pretty good. Moving right along. This comes to our table at Wonderfest. Jamie Sy, our good buddy, our mentor and therapist. Or the rapist, as Sean Connery would like to say. I like to call him um, our tech support, our 3D tech support. Yeah, he is our uh, tech support hotline (laughs) at all hours. He stays up like I do. so. We're up late, but he's gonna have a bunch of these mini figs, and I'm not gonna show you all the pictures of every single one he's gonna have, because I kind of want it to be a surprise. I want people, and I know he listed them, I think somewhere. But when you walk past our table, there's gonna be a bunch of these little figures there, and he's selling them really cheap. Uh, they're cool little figures. Uh, my favorite ones, I think, I love the killer clowns. There's a cool Beetlejuice. That space ghost looks awesome. But there's some cool little mini figs in there, along with his other soup to perform kits will have those available after WonderFest, and anything else you'd like to add scott
2: the sculptor that he's getting these from
0: i i just like his style and he's done some superhero stuff as well yeah and um you know and you can again you can upsize these you can downsize them whatever you want and so uh i
1: didn't even think about that
0: Jamie um, actually just picked up a few of them for me. Matter of fact, I still have to download them. I don't think I downloaded them yet. Oh, yeah, I did download them. I just haven't moved them yet. So.
1: Yeah, they're nice pieces. Nice
0: little but, cartoony uh, stuff. We need more of they're that. They're
1: fun. And we've given yeah. these away, or have we given a few of these away? We were
0: going to, oh, we and they broke in the bag. We, yeah, and they broke in the <laughs> bag because Jamie put them in an envelope. And said, <laughs> yeah, I was no, safe I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> kidding. All
1: right. Uh, I just saw this today from uh, Dan Garden. I think that's how you say his name, uh, picked up the rights to Kent, will Kent Kidwell's, uh, half scale Frankenstein bus. And he made a, a pedestal bust for it. He is only going to do, I think less than 20 of these. So if you're interested in this, uh, monster bust, head up Dan garden over on Facebook. And I, th- he's thinking of doing it as a pre-paint as well later on, but check it out, get in there quick. Cause they might go fast. Kind of like the test makeup uh, bolts yeah. on the forehead too. Yeah. So. I was wondering what that's what, yeah. Uh, from Ed Bradley, we, uh, he, when he was on, he talked about this and he had this at Wonderfest last year, the demo preview of it that I ended up buying from him. And mine is the one a scale. So I have the tiny one and they did some tweaks on it, but this is the uh, Doris versus Kamen Rider Zo, which is his love letter to future and Takaya and Nirasawa. And all that great old Japanese garage kit stuff from the 90s. So he will have this over at Wonderfest as well. Uh, One-sixth scale resin kit. Two figures. $275. The Wonderfest exclusive is going to have clear cast heads, uh, I think. And check it out. It is a really super... Here's mine. I can show you real quick. This is what I broke. I broke his toe off the other day. Not this, but Doris. But here's the... This is the figure that lays on the base. I have the tiny version, which I kind of like because I need the space these days, but Ed's going to have a bunch of cool stuff at wonderfest too. I saw, so please stop by his table. He's going to be the old monster dork table. And finally out of the stuff I found Troy Naert and shadow creations is bringing back one of the ExoFacto kits, which is the Christopher Lee, uh, Dracula or he's fallen through the ice. And I really really like this. And Scott, did you know today would have been what? Christopher for Lee's birthday? hundred birthday, 100 years old, would have been 100 years old today. So, yep, today is Christopher Lee's birthday when we're recording this, not when you're watching this. <laughs> so, great. And uh Jeff Yeager sculpted a new face, new extra different head for this as well with a kind of closed mouth. Um Cool piece. I, I, this is a really cool piece. I like it a lot. So, Troy, I hope it does well for you. I don't think he's going to have it at Wonderfest, though. I think he's still working on it. I'm not sure. But hit him up. Ask him over on Facebook. I don't have a Troy button. We should get a Shadow Creations button at some point. And that's it for what I found. Scott, what do you got as you
2: drink your coffee? Water. Oh. Wait, do you not well, drink coffee, too? In the morning. That's why I'm yawning by now. I'm like ready for bed. So, a couple things. It couldn't be that we started an hour late. Uh, a yeah. couple things
0: I picked up just for fun. And one of them is, and I just accidentally went across, found this. This is one of the new Hot Wheels. And it's a super Aww. deformed 66 Batmobile.
2: <laughs> That's cute. And uh,
0: I just thought it was funny. I bought like four of them. Jamie wants one. So, I'm going to bring Jamie one to Fast
2: because he's been so awesome to us. And over the last, what, two years, I've developed
0: a friendship with Tony Cipriano. I mean, I always knew Tony, but I talked to Tony a lot. I
1: wonder if he'd say the same thing.
0: But... No, he hates everybody. So, But anyway, <laughs> so Tony and I turn each other on the things, websites and stuff, because we like, like so much of the same stuff. It's scary. And he turned me on to this book.
2: The uh, Full Color Guide to Marvel Silver Age Collectibles. And there's a lot of cool shit in here. Um, Some of it I, I
0: may have had, but most of it was a little before my time. But some of it's pretty cool. Some of it I saw. So when he turned me on to this book and I went
2: looking for it, I then found the
0: folk color guide to early bronze age marvel collectibles and there's stuff in here like the Mego figures black light posters um stuff like that so these are really fun books i just got them yesterday actually or today today so i haven't gone through them all yet but tony turned me
1: on to that book and uh i hope to enjoy that um what uh what age of marvel are we in now?
2: Is there one? Like, what's this time? What?
1: Because Bronze goes when? So to... Bronze goes, I think, into
0: the... No, I want to say into the 90s. Okay. But I could be wrong on that. Yeah, okay, I was maybe half right. So, <laughs> Golden Age comics were 1938 to 1956. Silver Age comics were considered, like, 56 to 70. Bronze Age was considered 70 to 85, and Modern Age is 85 to
2: present. Gotcha. So, there you go. So.
0: Um, what else you got? Yeah. So, the next thing I got. Were and, those I expensive had, books, or were they? Yeah, they were like 35 bucks a piece. Okay. So, cool.
2: So, the next thing I have, I'm going to, before you show the picture.
1: Oh, that's a great Humphrey Bogart.
0: Yeah, so I showed this to Jason, and he <laughs> thought it was Humphrey Bogart. And you can put the picture up now. And this is a uh, kind of in the Mad Magazine style of. Um, this is obviously Sean Connery as James Bond, <laughs> but so this is a twelve dollars STL available on um, CG Trader. Shoot, I'll have to link who it is because I didn't do that,
1: but. Is it it on the picture? Does it say it in the corner?
0: Yeah, it might be. Might be. If not, we'll get it. Anybody that wants the info, shoot us a message. But Mafar design? Hold on, hold
1: on. Mafar design?
0: Yeah. Okay. Say that. The only weird thing about this is the way this guy did the hair texture, like all of a sudden in the back, there's like a spot. But I'm wondering if it's not done on purpose, and, and it's hard to focus in on this. Because Sean Connery wore a toupee because he was going bald, so I wonder if that's done on purpose. To, uh... oh yeah, maybe it was. Okay, now I printed this at two hundred percent, so this is big, and I just want to see what it came out with it, at this size, and uh, it came out pretty cool.
1: Do you? Th- did you lose any detail increasing it the size? Or, I don't, no, I don't believe so. Okay. I don't believe so. So, all I've right, some fun fun little thing.
0: All right, the the your winner update, my well winner update, uh two new kits uh, from Well and they're not even on CG Trader yet. But you can reach out to him on uh you can reach out to him on Facebook and actually buy direct from him and it it helps him a great deal. And I will vouch for him. He's not going to he's going to send you the file right away. He'll send you a PayPal invoice and then he'll send you a file transfer. Um you can buy from there so this is a yogi baron boo
1: boo that is cool and see and that's i i think that's one of the cool things about digital sculpting is being able to do something like that pose wide, because mm-hmm. that would have been a nightmare to do in clay to get that to sculpt that outright i think yep that is and cool.
2: Then he, al- he also did the biggest show in town is Huckleberry Hound.
0: <laughs> and, um, should I go get my Huckleberry Hound mask? No, please. No. Oh. Only if you're going to wear it for the rest of the episode and talk like,
2: him. I don't remember what he sounds like. He had
0: kind of a drawl. He had kind of, oh uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> and on my suggestion, well did this. Um, I said, leave the hat so you can display it with, or without the hat, because Old Huck
2: um, appeared both ways. So, there he is, um, Huckleberry Hound. The next one is... Yeah, what's uh, this? This
0: is from the Mad Monster Party. That's
2: what I thought. Is- and this is the creature.
0: This is a 7-inch maquette, and it will sell for $99 plus $15 shipping and handling. And this is done and being uh, offered through our very good friend, Tony Cipriano. So hit Tony up, Tony Cipriano's sculpture, Tony Cipriano on Facebook and um, send him a message. He'll send you the PayPal info. Um, do me a favor. Cause he don't think anybody watches this show or buys anything. So if you see this and you want to buy it, please tell him <laughs> you saw it on model club. Yes, please. Just, just, to screw with them a little bit. And that bit. reminds so, me,
1: hit the like button, share us around, <laughs>
0: please. Yes, please. Um, so anyway, that's from Tony. And Tony does great stuff, as I've talked about before. And uh, Yeah. That's it. And I'll also say, I'll just show a little sneak preview of this. I printed another Hercules Lloyds uh, for Terry Webb for Wonderfest. I finished it up. After a few errors. <laughs> well, Terry told me he's got an affinity for
2: rhinos. Okay. That sounds cool. It's
0: it's it's a web, so I don't know what to tell you. So I told him I'd print him a big tundro, because tundra was the the mm-hmm. like triceratops looking thing. I'm just gonna give you a preview right here of the size of this tundra that I'm printing. <laughs> That's cool though. And the head's probably down there on the build plate right now. So this I'm giving to him as a gift. I don't know why, because he doesn't promote us. He puts us on the last page of his magazine.
1: If we're even in this issue coming out, I wonder who, who even knows. So I wonder, uh, and finally, I saw this last episode and I didn't get permission from him until we were recording that night. Um, and there's a language barrier, I think too, as well. I don't think he speaks English. So this alien diorama, I saw this on the boards and I was just gobsmacked by it. Like it is so cool and so well done. And the detail in there is crazy. So this is from ERBM Roberto. Look him up on Facebook if you want to see this. Everyone probably saw this at some point. I wanted to put this in the last episode. But he also took some really cinematic, uh, different lit shots of this. And it mm-hmm. looks like a shot right out of the movie. It yeah, is it so cool. Um, so check him out, E-R- ERBM Roberto, over on Facebook. Uh, I'm I'll bet he has an Instagram somewhere. But man, this is so cool. The lighting, uh, you can tell the light. This red shot, it's coming off of that light, like that's a working light up there. The other lights, the yellowish looking ones, it's just like one of the coolest alien dioramas I've seen in a long time. And well done. Well done, Roberto.
2: All right. That brings us to the workbench, Scott. I forgot my camera moved. Scott, what have you been working on? (laughs) That. What I've been working on is those
0: quarter scale and those half scale Fossil, uh, creature fossil hands for Mark Wörthling that he's going to have at uh, Wonderfest. And I can tell you he's going to have 15 half-scale ones, and I think four of them are spoken for, if not more. So everybody get that early bird pass. And I think he's going to have, I think he's going to have 28 total of the quarter-scale ones. And the quarter-scale ones are, they're fun little, they like going be really affordable. I think they're going to be... I, I don't want to speak for Mark. I want to say 35. Okay. I could be wrong. If it's anything, it's less. It's not more. It's not more than 35. And, it, and they're still, you know, it's a good-sized little put-on-your-desk piece, paint it in a day, and and it looks
2: cool. So Yeah.
1: Anything else? You paint anything?
2: <laughs> I didn't think so. But you're working on your Rotocaster. That's a good sign. You're also printing some other stuff for Terry uh anything else
0: workbench wise no i, I and it, it's kind of funny you know you talked about we're gonna have a table at Wonderfest. I am gonna go through I'm, um and I'm gonna have
2: some older goodies in there um me too,
0: I may even have a couple of Jaeger classics in there. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm and
1: gonna, uh, I'm going to bring I, th- I have decided, which really hurts me. I'm going to bring my Volks Commando. Which I didn't ever. I just I'm never going to build it. And my Industria Mechanica Chrononaut. So if you're looking for those two kits, they're going to be there.
2: But yeah, we're going to our table. And
0: uh, yeah, I it, it's I, I still have to do that at some point. This week, along with everything else, is uh, kind of go through the stash a little bit and pull some stuff out. I may bring every cartoon kit I've printed, and if someone wants to buy them, I'll reprint them, but let's see how it goes. So, yeah, anybody that's watching this, by the time you see this, it's probably going to be too late for me to print anything, but you could try yeah this will come out
1: monday morning whenever i come out monday morning
0: okay so so the 30th time you know time and uh if not if i have anything it'll be one of each and it's just i was going to print some stuff and bring some stuff and it's just it i got a paying job and (laughs) i really from mark and it's like you know i probably did just as well printing as i'm going to do selling so I'm just kind of there hanging out. I'll give most of the table to Jason and Jamie and uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I've been printing my butt off and painting. Uh, I'm going to have some, some little goodies, some cheap, a little Batman bust, an orc slash ogre bust. A couple of those. I'm going to have some X files busts and X files figures. Uh, and my agent Carter, which I've been working on trying to get painted. I have the base completed. So I've been working on that.
2: Uh, That's a nice space. Uh, Got that done. And I finished the
1: Psycho Gorman. Wow. Uh, So I'll have that on over on uh, Paul Gill's table. And I've been just, again, rebuilding everything here. Uh, I want to talk about Skatus. I think I'm saying that right. Or Skatus Skatus from Ikea. Which are their version of proprietary pegboards. And the reason I picked them up is because you can 3D print a ton of different parts for them, like different hooks and shelves and stuff. And so I figured I'd give them a try and I love them so far. I've printed these little shelves that hold paint. And if you check out, I'll put a link, uh, the skatus shelves and then over on Thingiverse, you can just print out different stuff for it. And it works really well. I'm really impressed by them. Uh, But yeah, just been trying to get this hobby. I've tore this room apart and I'm tired of it being broken down, but, and I want it back to normal. So. That's the workbench. Jupiter's coming. Jupiter's coming. Where are you going to put that? I have no idea. (laughs) No idea. Oh, and then the new Saturns. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, look at that new Saturn.
2: You know, and it's getting to the point, okay, 8K, great. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. And I know I print a lot of smooth stuff,
1: but...
0: What's the regular Saturn?
1: 4K? Okay, this falls into the same problem I have with video games. Is mm-hmm. I kind of stopped upgrading my it's mostly because the price has gone through the roof on chips and on video cards. But I'm like, I don't play enough I don't want to I can't justify two thousand dollars for a video card at this mm-hmm. point when it still looks okay to me. I can see upgrading the like the printers just as they go upgrading. I won't be pre ordering those or anything because I just like you. We just got our second Saturns a month ago. And for me to go, okay, I'm done. I'm getting these two new ones. I'm not going to spend a thousand on both of those. And so I might wait like a year and then, and then replace them, but and see how it goes. Get let the bugs get worked out. But it's going to be one of those things. The technology is going to move so fast with these printers that I have a feeling you'll be replacing every two years.
0: We have the Jupiter it. coming, which is a bigger build plate mm-hmm. and a bigger height. And Jupiter is what? Is that an eight K as well? Yeah, so six k-
2: Okay. Eight. so
1: I'm going to have no, an k No, 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 it's 6. I think it's 6. Okay. Is it? Yeah, I think so. You're not sure, are you? No. 12.8 inch screen, 6K mono. Yeah, it's 6K. You're correct. Okay. But, <laughs> but still. <laughs> okay, but, but still.
0: So I'm going up from 4K to 6K. Yeah. And now
1: the 8Ks are out already. And it's like... Well, it's like TVs. Yes. It's like TVs. I have my 4k TV and I am happy with it. And for me to upgrade to an 8k TV, I don't feel like it. Like I bought a HD, this, this is kind of where we're going on the top. I bought an HD uh, Blu-ray player and I barely ever watch it. And I'm still watching streaming stuff, which isn't an 8K, and it looks great mm-hmm. or 4k. I mean, it's, it's to the point where it's like, and- I'm okay. And, and frankly, I look at some things you're only as good as your source material. Yeah. So you take a lot of these old movies and you almost clean them up to the point where they don't look normal or real. We talked about this. I, I, we talked about this this week, me and you, uh, they I watched Joe Bob Briggs last week, the last drive in the best show on the internet and on TV. Um, and they had the original Nosferatu from a hundred years ago. It's the hundred anniversary of that as well. Mm. And they did the Werner Herzog, not Werner Herzog. Oh my God. They,
2: my brain just broke. I'm having strokes left and right today.
1: Then um, the other Nosferatu movie, the remake. And the, they, I cannot believe. Klaus Kinski. The Klaus Kinski. They, the, the. And print, I've never yeah, seen it. Yeah. It's good. But the quality. So Joe Bob talked about when most times when people watched the original Nosferatu, it is played at the wrong speed and that the film cameras back then were done at about the hand crank cameras were around 16 frames a second, but they shot Nosferatu at 20 frames a second. And then most can most projectors. Now that people, when they show that play it at 24 frames a second, and so they speed corrected it for the broadcast and it played it at 20 frames a second. And it was night and day. I've seen that movie a bunch of times in the theater with a live organ with it doing the accompaniment and it, the quality, it looked like it was made yesterday. It looked like it was made. And then someone put an old timey filter on it. That's how good it looked. And it was a hundred year old movie. And it was amazing to see it in that good of quality. Uh, so if you get a chance, so there's a free... For Shudder, if you're not, if you don't subscribe to Shudder, it is well worth it for Joe Bob Briggs alone. Um, There's a free trial, uh, but free, if you want to see that in really good quality, do the free trial and watch the Nosferatu. It was, it is, it was so well done what they did with it. But, but we talked about, yeah, it's just quality. It's at some point it's like, oh, it looks good, you know, but this was such a step up to me. From when like watching well, it in a theater. Yeah, and to me, like, DVD, I'd like to see them do with that with King Kong is to make sure that the speed is right when it's played and just yeah. Well,
0: and to me, DVD cleared things up so much.
1: Okay. There's a cute the, for people who don't have a 4K the, the HD Blu-ray player, that's a big difference too from regular Blu ray. Like you might not think it is, but it, it looks crazy. And the sound see, design as well.
0: So my stepson got a four K TV. Mm-hmm. And so he had the 4K Netflix. And so the first thing once we watched got it set up, he put on Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Yeah. Uh part 2. And the beginning was
0: like mostly computer generated, old Kurt Russell and stuff like that. And when I saw it at the theater it looked real. But yeah. yet when I saw it on this TV, it looked fake. It looked every bit of computer generated that yeah, it, it was. Does. So so sometimes it's too much.
1: Well, that's I don't want to rag on Marvel again. Two episodes in a row. What did I watch? I watched uh, 1917 in HD, the HD Blu-ray, and mm-hmm. it's just it, it, the sound quality alone is worth it. It's frightening sometimes how good it is. Um, that brings us to our topic. What? as he What's yawns. The topic. What's the topic? It's called mishmash. <laughs> so. I don't want people to start thinking we don't have guests. Like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, it was, a, it was by the grace of God that we got this episode recorded. Um, and we, did, we knew everyone's kind of gearing up for Wonderfest. We didn't want to bug anybody the week before. So when we come back, we'll kind of... And then the next couple episodes are going to be messed up because of vacations and things. So mm-hmm. we're going to shoot a bunch of what's in the bin, which is what I think we, na- we settled on the name. Um, I didn't tell Scott, though. What's in the bin is, I think, what we we're gonna do it. <laughs> so we're gonna Look record. The so Watch we're gonna record again. a bunch of those. Have those in the next couple episodes because we don't know it's gonna be kind of squirrely here for the next few episodes. Um, but we were talking about what we want to talk about, and so we had all these kind of half-start ideas. So I just kind of wanted to run through some of those and get them out of the way. Our ta- like I said, it's gonna be a mishmash of a few different things here. And if Scott remembers something that he had mentioned. He- We'll have to put it in there and type it, but was it, what was one of your mishmash?
2: What did we... Well, so the first thing is, and I don't have it in my hand so uh, because it's I'm very unorganized today.
1: Oh. Oh. And Belchi. What the fuck? <laughs> so I had asked Scott, I said, hey, do you have any like old tools? What's your oldest tool that you have, or your favorite tool, or sentimental tool? And... He said he didn't have any, and that blew my mind that there wasn't something that he had that was old or something that was like his favorite oh, thing that if he what, lost though? it, he would be upset. So I, I want to go back though to that is yeah?
0: down by my resin printer, I do have an exacto knife that's very old because it's like starting to crack at the top from tightening it. Okay. And I believe the exacto knife I've had a long time, and I stole it from my brother who was a um commercial artist and graphic artist and stuff. So, but I'm also looking at it going, if it's going to hurt me because it's breaking, it's going into garbage, I don't care. So I don't have sentimental attachment to stuff. I have things I'm comfortable with, but I'll generally just buy another one. So one of the tools I use, and I don't have it here, but we'll show a picture. It's a Monoject 412. And this is uh, what dentists call an irrigation syringe. Okay, and if you've had dental work done, you've maybe even been given these before. Okay. I have used it's these. probably in my future. <laughs> yeah, I have probably used these for cleaning airbrush, sucking paint out of things. Um, I, I'll put resin in it and, like, inject the resin into a mold, you know, when I need to, like, run, have some force in like there. Like, to get and, something,
1: like, you know, a fingertip. To get or, some air, yeah. yeah,
0: or to get some air out of it or something. Um, and the nice thing about the resin casting is you can cut the tip a little bit back and you leave a little resin in this. And when the resin hardens, you just pull it back out and you can reuse it probably 15, 20 times before you have to toss it. So, and, uh, so I've been using those since like 1989 when I first learned how to resin cast and they're awesome. It's a good tip. And, and back then. They used to sell at Frank's Nursery and Craft. Remember Frank's? Yep. I remember Frank's. And they were a buck a piece. They were a pain in the ass. They were a buck a piece. And you'd have to go to different Frank's to get a bunch of them, <laughs> you know? But they'd last me a long time. And then sometimes I'd cut it, I'd have to cut it a little more so I could get a pin to break the resin out, pull it out. And I got tired of paying a buck a piece for them because it was going through them so fast. And so. And this was before the days of the internet when you could find anything. So I start making calls. And so I find out it's a, it's a dental syringe and I find a dental supply company. It was called pop dental P O P P in uh, they were up in Wisconsin. And they used to sell them to me by the box. And I think I would pay like a quarter a piece for them in the box. (laughs) And so I can get them on eBay still now. And and the price has gone up. They're like 50 cents, but I mean you get a big box of like a hundred or 50 of them. And they're awesome. And I've used them from stuff like to fort when I'm cleaning out a carburetor and I, in a small engine to suck, you know, shooting gas through it to yeah. whatever. So it's just a really, these things are really handy to have. And, uh, I gotta remember I told Mark Wortling, I'd bring him a few cause he's worried about casting something right now. That's got small fingers in it. And it's like forcing the, resin into there so it, it's like it's kind of like injection mold it helps injection mold yeah some of the smaller uh resin things so
1: any other well, that's um, a- about like- um
0: no i you know and and that's it's Dude, that's so crazy
1: to me like as a collector like maybe it's just my collector brain where i i sentimentally attach myself like things like i feel bad when i throw something away that i didn't end up like using
2: mm-hmm.
1: like i'm like oh it didn't fulfill its purpose and i'm just throwing it out
0: <laughs> i just threw my first dremel out really my first dremel because i had dropped it and it stopped working i don't know what happened to it but it's just that totally would out. i
1: would be so sad i still have my first dremel it's yeah. over here i have a new one that's in the garage but my first I have a brand new right
0: one i have a brand new one too and i have but... a brand
1: new one and i won't use it so it's um so okay yeah and this is what i was talking about is. I have three things that I've had forever. And if I lost this, I would, I would, I would, I would cry. And this is my exacto knife. Right. And it is from probably third or fourth grade. Probably, I think it's fourth grade that I got when I started like building miniatures. And if I lost this thing, I would be so sad. It does not work very well anymore. Like, even with this tightened down, I can still pull the blade out. So,
0: <laughs> I... Well, this is an accident waiting to right, happen. It's,
1: oh, this, this thing has already cut me, which goes into the next thing. Um, but I have... I put a little, like, epoxy putty on there and make a skull. But I... This has worked on every single model I've ever made, every miniature I've ever made. This thing has been touched. Like, everything. Every single thing. And to me, like the, the history behind that, I'm the only one that would know that would ever pick this up. And it's, it's one of those things that like, I have a box of nails that my dad had from his dad. So my grandfather, and it is the old, like 19, like fifties nail box. And there's nails in there that I know my grandfather used and I know my dad used. And now I've used them here in the house when we're remodeling it. And it's like one of those things. And I have no one to give this to. I didn't end up with kids. This is one of those things that I was going to pass down. Um, but I yeah. love this exact. Pass it down.
0: Right? The blade's coming out. Pass it down.
1: No, okay. or you could, or it could be buried with me, and then when they oh, find look, my grave, you can buy a away. new
0: one. Okay, now this is what I love about the new ones. Okay, I couldn't. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay, this is the coolest thing in the world about the new ones, because when the freaking thing rolls off your <laughs> desk and comes <laughs> straight, straight down. Foot, it ain't going to poke into your foot and stay. So all the new exactos come with this. Now I will say this and, and maybe it's a sentimental thing for me as well. I will not buy a hobby knife. That's exact, not exacto brand. And I will not buy blades are our exacto. Brand. I f-
1: yeah. I feel bad doing that too. I okay. agree.
0: I have to buy exacto brand knives
1: and stuff. So, okay. My other thing, my other two things, This was given to me by my mom back when I was like, I was probably second grade. She was in a ceramics class and this was just like a simple pencil holder. She used that I used for school, but I ended up keeping my brushes all the way up until this, until this week when I moved them into this brush holder that I had printed, but I'm not getting rid of this. I'm going to save that forever. But, and then my other thing is, this is my water cup. I've had this since probably... Fourth grade as well. So but if have you broken look, it, yeah, if you notice everything's broken that he has, I know. If you look, this thing, but I didn't drop this. Something had fallen off a shelf and broke it once, and then it just broke. I think, out of old age and the paint stuff, like it just. I came in one day and it was cracked. So what I've done, and it's just like the. <laughs> if people don't know, it's called. Let me look over so I say it right. Kinsu Kinsugi Kinsugi kintsugi is what i'm gonna say is in, in japan when a potload a piece of ceramic breaks they'll repair it with gold and the crack gives that thing more character so since i'm a modeler i don't really have gold i've repaired this with avs over and over and if you look every time it's broken i've put it back together with avs and i am not getting rid of it i kind of need to stop using it because there's so much stuff caked inside that it kind of ruins the water and i've used it only now to clean things. But a- again. Everything I've ever made, I've used this water cup. And is that with the X-Acto knife together, for me, I'm like, so uh, is it just me or is everyone like Scott? I'd like to know in the comments below, do people have sentimental tools? Are there things that you just don't care? You just replace as they go? Mm-hmm. Um, tell us your favorite story about your favorite tool. I'd like to know. Um, along the lines of what Scott did, stuff that I like something you found that you can't live without as a hobbyist as a model is this and this is the brush cleaner and preserver the masters i always thought this thing was a joke when i'd see it at the store this thing changed my life and it cleans your brushes like i never thought you know like you'd go through brushes and throw them away this keeps your brushes going forever i've never
0: painted that much
1: I, I know <laughs> i suggest everyone pick up some of this brush cleaner and brush preserver the master's one it changed my life i do not buy, buy brushes nearly as much as i used to and everyone i think should use that stuff and put it in their kit um it it works and i was surprised i thought it was a gimmick and it totally works sorry
0: i we on it today so oh, yeah
1: yeah we if we were here an hour earlier it wouldn't be happening um That exact? did he just do the jerk off hand? (laughs) I might've. All right. That exacto leads me into my other thing that we are going to try and talk about, which we have touched maybe before, uh, worst hobby injury that you've suffered. And I'm not talking the hand in plaster. I'm talking, it had to happen while you were building a model. And doing some sort of garage kit activity. Your worst injury. Scott, do you have a worst injury from hobbying? No? no? no. Nothing? Um, and I've told the story before. Uh, I was actually using one of those
0: syringes and I was uh, spraying airbrush center into my Badger 150 and it backsplashed on me and, and I got airbrush center in my eye and it burn like there was no tomorrow <laughs> and i lived alone at the time and i'm like great okay and i ran over to the sink and i rinsed out with water and, it, and once once the water hit it and diluted everything i was fine but um yeah that was um that was that brings me the to worst. two things
1: that that ties in exactly to my story and something else it reminded me i also watched the new jackass movie where they would typically pour something in their eyes on purpose. <laughs> so I watched that. It's pretty good. If you like dick, there's a lot of that in there. Uh, a lot. Great. A lot of dick in that movie. Um, no, I'm sorry, I'm heterosexual. Not- and the new kid Oh, that's right. And the new kids in the hall. A lot of dick in there too. My wife wants to watch that. It's good. It's no, it's she used I wouldn't to watch say it's it, good. I guess. I used to love that show. It's hit or miss. There's some really good parts and there's some that are like eh. But there's so there Scott, watch the first episode with her. I want your reaction to that. Very first five minutes. I want. What is that team. on? What, what uh, stream? It's on Amazon. Okay. Just watch the first five minutes. That's all I want you to do. And then report back. Um, okay. Injuries. Home alone. You were home alone with your eye. So this X-Acto knife. It's funny. Every time I hurt myself, I think moments before I go, if I do this, I'm going to hurt myself. And then I do it anyway. And so I was carving. I had gotten a... It was an anime kit and it was uh, the worst casting. And so I was using the exacto knife to like grind off some really thick seams. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I should not be doing it, holding it this way. And the very next second, I just went across my knuckle right there with this thing. And I, I was like, oh crap. I go, I know I need stitches. So I instantly just grabbed it like this because about a month before, (laughs) this is a two stitches story. I was in my art class, my fundamentals art class, and it was finals week, and we were all using exacto knives to cut something, and I went to tap the girl next to me like this, like, hey, can I borrow something? And she thought I was messing with her, and so she jerked up like this with her exacto knife, and I went clunk, and it stuck right in the meat of my hand right there. And I looked at it, and this, I swear to God, I looked at it, and I could see the muscle of my hand, because there was just like a perfect L-shaped hole in the skin right there. And I, the next thing I know, there's a kid kicking me on the floor. And he's like, hey man, get up. Get up. And I'm like, what? I passed out from looking at the hole in my hand. Fell out of my chair in the middle of class. <laughs> the prof <laughs> the professor had left the room to do something. And as I was getting like oh up God. off the floor, she walked back in. And she's like, what happened? I go, I just passed out. And she's like, oh my God, go to the health circus. I call it Health Circus because that's what they are. So I went over there and they go, oh, you're fine. And stuck a, a, a butterfly on it. So I go to lunch that day and I show my friends, I'm like, oh, I cut myself. And I went to show them the hole in my hand, almost passed out again. So now I'm like, oh my God, I have this thing where I might pass out looking at cuts. When did this happen? So flash forward to when I cut my thumb. So I know I cut, like I went, boom. And I felt it like hit the bone. Like I felt it. And I, I'm like, oh no. So I instantly just did this. And I was like, okay, shit. And I was home alone, and this was back in Lansing. When I was at my parents' house, and I went upstairs, and I just let off for a second, and blood just goes. Whoosh. I was like, "Oh fuck!" So I had to drive myself to the hospital. I'm smoking on the way to the hospital. Your
0: clutch with my. Hand like, I got my, my cigarette, man. Room.
1: I had to smoke because I was losing my mind. Back when I smoked, and I was supposed to go out that night, so I went out that night, and I said, "I'm like, I'm gonna be late. I gotta get stitches." And I walk into the hospital. I'm like, "Hey, I." do I need stitches? And they're like, Oh yeah, you need stitches. And that was that one. The, I think the worst actual one though, that hurt the most was two years, two years ago, the last model club TV or not model club concepts we did. And I don't think I told this story. Um, so I built that big box. That was the, uh, Nautilus from 20,000 leagues under the sea. Is it 20,000? I always get that number wrong.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: And so I had, a, I had one of those industrial strength hot glue guns that get to like a billion degrees. That's what it felt like. And so I was blind trying to glue something. So I'm looking at the piece because I had to make sure it was level.
0: Okay. So, and when you were doing it, were you going? I'm probably going to burn myself.
1: Yes. <laughs> so I'm blind gluing something because I had to look at it from a certain angle to see. So I went to squirt it. And I must have like unclogged or something. I don't know what happened, but the glue shot out like a fire hose and it just went (laughs) all over this hand. And I instantly, it was a delayed, like, like the worst pain. And this was, I I ran over to the sink and put it under the water. And as it, as it instantly cured the glue or cooled the glue down, I go to peel it off and it just starts peeling skin off my hand. And I was like, ah. But if people remember that Wonderfest, I don't think I think I showed pictures. I don't know where they went, but my hand was just brutalized in blisters after that. So
2: that leads me. I did
1: have another one. Oh, go.
2: So it's kind of a hobby related story. And I don't remember what I was doing exactly, but we had this (laughs) industrial crazy glue that I used to get. From somewhere
0: and. Um, it was good stuff, man. It was good stuff. The problem is once you opened it, once you opened it, 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 it didn't last long, but it was, it was good stuff.
2: And so kind of similar to your story, which is what reminded me, it, it came in a
0: bottle. It was like a squeeze bottle and, you know, it was a super glue and I was gluing something and I don't know what it was. And I was holding it like this in my hand. I'm holding the bottle like this, and I'm
2: I'm wearing this long sleeve shirt, this uh, sweatshirt. Okay,
0: and it it couldn't have been any better. And whatever I squeeze in, it's barely coming out. And all of a sudden, like you say, it unclogs, and this stuff shoots under the shirt onto my arm, right, right here. <laughs> okay, and I'm like, shit! I didn't want to ruin the shirt, so I pull my shirt off real quick, and I hold the sleeve up while I pull it over. Now I got this glue on there and it starts to burn.
1: And you're running around shirtless.
0: Well, no, I, I had a t-shirt on underneath Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, crap. So I grab a paper towel. Brilliant. <laughs> I start doing this. Well, now the stuff is 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 firing. So now I got paper towel lint all over <laughs> me. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, oh crap, how am I going to get this off of me now? So the burning stops. I think I ran in and run underwater and the burning stopped. But now I have this big hardened glob on my arm, and this was before I knew acetone would take it off. And uh, you'll laugh at this; I literally took uh, sandpaper and sanded it off of my arm. Oh my uh, god! To get it off my arm.
1: Oh my god!
0: But it's not you as know, bad. This is totally reminding
1: me of you. Remember that Saturday Night Live skit where the guys would talk about how they hurt themselves? They're like, oh, I yeah. hate when that happens. And he's like, I took I that ice pick and happen. stuck it in is. my ear. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I took I some sandpaper and happened. sanded my arm, and I. Hate... <laughs> oh my god, I didn't oh. sand my arm raw, raw, <laughs> but I got the majority of it off. So, all right, everybody, we'd love to hear your horror stories. Worst injury that is a hobby related has to be done while you were building a kit or something along those lines. That was one of our other mishmash ideas. Um this one came to me and I don't think we need to spend a long time on it, but you mentioned in a conversation you were having, uh, someone we both know said that because of printing, everyone thinks they're a kit producer now. And I thought about that after we hung up and I was like, yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Um, and I may ruffle some feathers with this conversation and I kind of don't care anymore. Um, for a while there kit producers seemed to be the rock stars of the hobby. Like so-and-so has this kit. Oh, I can't wait. So-and-so is going to be there. They're going to have this. And they always kind of were like the gatekeepers of, and rightfully so. They were the ones putting out the money. They're the ones paying the sculptors. They were the mm-hmm. ones doing all those sorts of things. And without them, we would not be where we are. So with that being said is this kind of reminds me of what's happening in garage kits to what happened in the record industry. And it kind of, it changed and I think for the better because it put it more in the hands of the artist and in the common person. And I think that's what printing is doing now. And it allows sculptors to get their work out there a lot easier and for cheaper. And you're not having to go through a middleman. And it it sucks that those people who have been middlemen all along um, are going to suffer a little bit because of it. But I think if you find a way to change with the times, it's going to work well, but I mean, I'm bringing some stuff to sell that I printed that i am i I from a Patreon that I support and I support that sculptor. Um, mm-hmm. I don't consider myself a kit producer. Um, but it allows people, I think a little more freedom and it gives the artist more credit than what they were getting in the past. Whereas I think the kit producer got the credit instead of the people that deserved it. And I hope that makes like, I hope that makes sense. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, as you're it yawning does. Again. Sorry, it's late. Um, No, and it, and it does, and I, I agree with you, but there were exceptions. And when I say there were exceptions, a guy like Jeff Yeager always got the credit. You know, it's a Yeager sculpt, it's a Yeager sculpt. You know, kind of like it's a Brokaw casting. Um, yeah. You know, so there were
2: exceptions to that rule. But, you know, that
0: being said, there was a lot of good stuff that people had no idea who sculpted it, okay? And some of that's going to be true in the 3D world, unless you're guys like us going out there and and finding. So, you know, I've gone out there and found um, Well, who's done all those cartoon kits, and I've befriended him. And poor guy. (laughs) uh, Yeah, poor (laughs) bastard. But, um You know, and I've tried to do right by him. So if someone wants something that he did, I make sure he gets the money for the file. Okay, so that all he wants to do is sell his file. He doesn't want to sell prints. He wants to sell his file. And so in doing so, I look at it and say, I shouldn't make money off of his work per se. Should I be paid for my part in it, which is printing? Absolutely. Okay. But I want to make sure he gets paid for his part in it as well. Now, there's guys out there that don't care that are buying stuff. You know, again, I'm gonna say, and I know there's people that sell on Etsy very successfully, if but we, Etsy beware when you're buying we, STL we, files because it And prints too.
1: And yeah, prints and off print. of it. It's okay. Etsy, I would like and I, I don't want people to not go to Etsy, but be very careful about what you buy on Etsy. Because there are a lot of shady accounts on there. Nope. That.
2: No. This was a $12 STL. $12. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, and, and I probably shouldn't, because there's people that are going to be mad at me for doing so. Okay. Um, it's about $12 of materials to print it. Okay. That's $25. It's gonna be a foot tall when it's done. Okay got $25 into it and the time on my printer. Okay. I would never ever probably touch this as a resin kit for less than $70. I would guess. Okay. Um, so for me, this is awesome.
0: Okay. And it's, and it's right up my alley and the same with all the cartoon stuff. But that being said, not everybody wants to print. Okay, so let me throw it another way. Someone wants me to print this for them? Okay, I'm $25 in just, just for my cost. Okay, now there's a formula out there for what guys charge for printing. And we've heard 3 to $5 an hour for print time, right? hmm And I can tell you that this particular piece would be 39
2: hours of printing because they print tall. I'm printing these tall in the base. But by printing them tall, all of your supports are in the bottom of the foot. There's no seam lines. There's no structure
0: lines on it. You know, um, support lines on it. It's, it's all coming up. So that's how I try to print things. Now, if I charge someone $3 an hour
2: for that print, plus what I've got into it, that's a $125 kit. And that to me, no that's way. fair. That's fair to yeah. me.
0: Okay. And, and the reason when people say $3 an hour, understand your LCD screens only last, what is it? 2,000 hours? Yeah.
1: Roughly. Well, roughly. And then some more, some less.
0: Some will go more, some will go less. It's an $80 replacement. Yeah. Okay. On the Saturn. On the Jupiter, it's a $200 replacement. Oh, shit. On the I new didn't... Saturn. <laughs> On the new Saturn, it's going to be way more, I think, yeah. because it's an 8K screen. So
2: there's also work involved in
0: hollowing, supporting, um, sometimes repairing or having someone repair uh, sculpts because not everybody knows. This is another problem, and we can get into this as well a little bit if you want. A lot of guys that sculpt, have no idea about printing. And so what happens is you'll go to print this file, and 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 it's so hard to explain, but when you hollow something out, you want it to be one hollow cavity. Okay, basically. But sometimes when they put the pieces together in ZBrush or whatever, it creates a pocket because it's it's a separate, and Tony would probably know the term better than I would, or somebody that knows ZBrush better. But so all of a sudden you'll be hollowing something out and you'll see this pocket
2: in there and you'll go, holy crap, that'll hold nothing but
0: resin at the end and there's no way to get in there and cure it. Right. Okay. And just to give you an example, on a hollow piece, you stick these giant holes in it. and And again, this is another example of, I try to put, the supports all my support stuff will be here now all these holes are here they're not going to make a difference because they're here Got a couple holes over here that are easily plugged because they're small these holes that's a different hole yeah these holes <laughs> um i use my dental light and i cured the inside of this okay but if there was a hollow and this one actually did have a little hollow area that i had to uh and that's what these holes are for okay had a hollow area that if you didn't have those, there would be resin trapped in there. So sometimes if you get a print that's leaching resin, drill a hole because there's resin in there. That's what's going on. Rinse well, it out I, the best you can with alcohol. And there's a lot of things to do. I
1: thought like, you were going to talk about, and I, yes, there's that problem. And then there is the other problem of pieces not fitting. Yes. After So I just printed something for somebody where the hair was one piece and it was supposed to fit on the, the bald head of somebody. And it didn't fit the ears. You couldn't get the, the way it was sculpted as the parts. The ears mm-hmm. kept it from locking together. So the, the, the sculptor didn't, I don't know how to say this without so sounding like a jerk again. Anyone who sculpts and is expecting to sell a print or spell, sell files to print. And I, the a couple of Patreons on I'm on, they do do this. They do test prints for themselves to make sure the pieces fit and print. If you're just making files and selling them, you need to make sure, please make sure they're going to fit because it's happened multiple times where I've gotten parts and when you print them, they don't fit, they don't go together. And then you have to somehow get uh, that sculptor to fix it for you. This piece is a prime example And, and I'll tell you why.
2: This piece was at one point, two pieces.
0: Okay. He had this piece with the legs, a separate piece. fit in here well the problem is when you went to fit it in there
2: this and and this down here yeah okay
0: it kind of like i'm gonna exaggerate it does this that's exactly what this piece did and And so you can't fit this in there because of that without grinding it and then you're gonna have all kinds of seamless so now again i know the sculptor well i know well well and um I got a hold of them and I said, hey, uh, this ain't going to work. You know, you got to change this. Yeah.
1: And so, what I had to do is, I had it. to go no problem. and learn a different program called R- R- Rusa Slicer that allows you to cut the parts. So, I just had to make a vertical cut mm-hmm. down that hair piece so I could kind of like clamshell right. the hair over it. But it's like, and then there's the other part didn't fit either. So, there's multiple parts on this one piece that didn't fit because the person didn't test print it. Even this so,
0: James Bond, I, I went to fit it into the the, the neck hole, yeah. and this is a little too big. I'm going to have to shave this down yep. to get it in there.
1: So, and, I mean, uh, back to what I originally, like, all of that is, I yes. Um, I, it'll be interesting, I think, at Wonderfest this year to see the people that have prints for sale versus the traditional cast mm-hmm. pieces and, and how that kind of plays out. Is there going to be a lot more people just selling prints? I think that's what the future is going to be. And I really hope producers find a way to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. keep doing it the same way you've been doing it. If you want something, pay a sculptor to sculpt it for you. I know that's what Jamie did. He wanted those super deformed kits. So he went out and found a sculptor and said, Hey, I want these. And then he's right. producing them as kits. So I, there's, it's just, things are changing. And I, I, it's just like when the record companies went away, they didn't go away, but it's very different how things are sold right. now where you're not buying. And this kind of goes into what, Our sculptor friend, I mean, not just Tony, but a lot of sculptors are so used to expecting a certain price for things. And it's kind of the same way with how music went is that people were expecting, you know, you sold a whole album and got a certain amount of money. And now no one buys whole albums really anymore, except people like me. Um, Most people buy songs one at a time. And you got to kind of think of it that way where you're buying a file now instead of buying this whole piece. Um, I, I I hope that makes sense. And I did not want. I'm well, not trying to like alienate no. anyone or make them... Mad and and, them. and the problem.
0: And and this is the problem Tony has, and a few other guys have
2: as well. When you put your file out there and sell it,
0: okay. There's nothing that stops me. I could send Jason any file that I bought. and He could send me any file he's. Okay, but we're not assholes.
2: Okay, but hey, but well, the world is I, full of I, assholes. But.
1: Okay, I look at most of them are on Etsy, dude. I look at it and go twelve (laughs) dollars. Yeah, and that's how I am with music. And I keep bringing this back to music: is if it's a band I like, I want them to have my money. If it's a sculptor you like, you should want Mm -hmm. them to have your money. You don't, because then they're going to stop making things. If you're stealing files or if you're recasting something, Mm -hmm. yes, those things. And then we could get into the licensing licensing Mm -hmm. argument one day on here. But and I, I. hey, you should be buying a license, but it's not going to happen for anything. It just isn't. It's um, not feasible. It's, it's, it's not, not feasible. Yeah. For for what? I, I And I think the hammer is coming uh, on a lot of these 3D file sites. Uh, I think the, the lucky thing is a lot of them aren't based here in the United States. And that's how they're getting away with a lot of stuff. But Marvel and Star Wars and Disney one day are going to wake up and be like, dude, what is happening? We're losing so much money. And games workshop has gone that route of the banning 3d printed stuff and anyway how about we say we get into some emails all right emails voicemails and corrections scott Do we, have we have voicemails we have I no never... voicemails we have no oh. voicemail.
0: thank god if i had to hear cg droll on <laughs> um, and i fall asleep just thinking about it <laughs>
1: You guys are gonna you, you guys are gonna give each other a big greasy hug. CG, I love next you. Week, next week. Yeah. Um do we have any corrections? Did we screw anything up last time?
2: Halfway. It's when I said Rick Sternbach
0: painted that ready room painting. I guess he didn't paint the ship, but he painted the background. Okay. So somebody else painted the ship. Forgot who. Someone put it on the YouTube, corrected us on the YouTube, so
1: yeah, it, please call us out in the comments anytime. We're dumb. No, nothing's
0: time. done maliciously. No, we
1: just, it's a lot of moving parts, and we always screw stuff up. Uh, should I put the glasses on? Jason and Scott, Wonderfest tips. For the people wondering why Scott's laughing, as we've done this now four times. Yeah. Wonderfest, end? <laughs> Wonderfest tips is a great uh, idea for a show. I wish I had these tips the first time I attended. I was late to the party, and my first show was 2017. Seems like I missed the golden age of Wonderfest, though it is still one of the two shows I have to attend every year. I agree that the hotel restaurant is only good for breakfast and there are plenty of other choices within driving distance. Always bring a cooler for beer is another great suggestion and will save a ton of drinking money that can be put to better use. I would have loved to have met Harryhausen. For the most part, I am not interested in paying for an autograph, especially for a cerebri- cereli- celebrity who is still Cele- working. What are you trying to say? <laughs> celebrity uh, who is still working. That's what it sounded
0: like the first five times.
1: <laughs> that seems like a shameless money grab to me. I will pay for an old-time actor's celebrities. And speaking of Ben Chapman, I have a wonder—a uh, beautiful creature from the Black Lagoon, still signed by Ben, Re- ben Riku Browning, Julie Adams and ginger Stanley scan attached. So he sent us the picture. Here it is of what his uh, signed autograph is. Uh, Anya Shatina would be a good guest for a future episode. A very talented lady. Thanks for taking the time and energy to make a show every two weeks. It is something I look forward to. Now I was blurry. Scott, you mentioned Anya last episode and then you never explained. Cause I don't know Anya. I'm not, I looked her up. Uh, we have tons of mutual friends and we are not friends on Facebook, Would she hate me. Should How I could not, she not hate you? I, I okay. Should I not send I her a friend I think she goes request? to Wonderfest. Okay, hey, I,
0: if she watches or anybody knows her, if she goes to Wonderfest. Maybe we'll. we'll have her
1: on. Yeah, we'll get her. We'll up. have
0: her on. We should have her on. And yeah,
1: for sure. Uh From Chuck a couple things here. Uh, hey Jason, I wanted to share something. I'm trying to improve my mini painting, and I thought maybe having a better holder would actually help me. I reviewed a couple of designs, and I like the idea. Of one with my hand placement, I did find out it was priced a bit so high, so a bit too high. So I looked around and found an Etsy seller who did a design of his own that I liked. It is done with a filament printer, and you can order different colors for the two parts. The handle is hollow, and a great cast where, and a great cast where pennies are put for weight, and a cap that is applied snaps perfect over the opening. Thought you would appreciate this, so he sent the picture of it. It is a cool looking for. The, for people who don't have them, these are great. The miniature, the holders for you can even put any kind of part on these. Uh, the hobby holder. I have a whole bunch of different ones. They feel different. Citadel makes them for holding little parts, and you can put some fun tack on there. Hold miniatures, hold heads, hands, whatever you're painting. They're they're a great way to stabilize what you're painting, and it changed my life as well. So two things. Yep.
0: What is fun tack? Is that sticky tack? Same thing. Yeah. Or putting posters like the, and walls and stuff. Yeah,
1: the blue tech. Well, okay, first, the one from Citadel that I have, they have one that is spring-loaded, that kind of grips the base, so if you're specifically painting things with a base, there's those. If you are painting... I'm talking this stuff, like the blue... The blue sticky okay. tech. It's called Fun Tech. I always thought it was called Fun Tech. It's not Fun tech I don't know. It's 3M you used to make one called Sticky Tech, but I think it was yeah, it's like the light gray. Study. Yeah, okay. so what you do is you just put the, put it on the cap the one I have from the hobby holder from Game Envy, which is the same one that does the wet palette, it's just water bottle caps really that screw on there, and you just put the fun tack, sticky tack on there, and it holds the part in place, whatever you're working on, and it it keeps you from having to hold that piece. And it it they they work really really well. All right, So second thing. Yep.
2: Is it a hobby requirement that everyone has that green Exacto mat? on their desk i don't mine's not green do you have one i do have one <laughs> the black no it's clear it's like a see-through okay. i love them well what's funny is like
0: what they're designed for and they're designed for cutting because they kind of reseal yeah okay but everyone has one on their hobby desk and I, i'm looking at chucks so chuck i'm not picking on you but it's full of paint, so it's clearly not being used for...
1: What it's My, meant. Well, I have one over there for cutting, and it's a mess because I wipe putty on it. Or wait, let me flip this camera on. You can see mine. You won't see it, but everyone else will. Um, Look at mine. It is a mess. There's a Q-tip okay. sitting here. Yeah, it's got paint all over it. All that
0: being said is, I'm guilty.
1: Yours has got <laughs> all stuff all over it, too. No, no, of course not, oh, but okay. I
0: do have one. So, I have a couple of them, actually, and I have I one that's Green on one side and black on the other.
1: Yeah. Uh, the other thing, Chuck sent this picture in. It is the. Uh, oh my god, I can't.
0: Omega Man.
1: Omega Man. Is this? He wanted to know. Is that an old kit or a new kit from Jaeger? That's an old one, right? I, I believe that's it. an old kit, a real yep. release from Monsters. Okay. So yeah. that's what he was wondering. And then I think that's how we have one more email, and this one came in the night of us recording the last episode, and this is from Greg Damian, and. This this was about episode 45. So the boomerang. I I, I hesitate to even read this email though. Why? Because it, it puts you in a good light. And I don't yeah, I, I why can't I be in a good light?
0: You know, everybody wants to paint me as this ogre monster. <laughs> and although you come off people like you. I you and, and frankly, for the last two years, okay, I haven't even had a Facebook or any, Online fight with anybody, and I've tried to stay very neutral. Um, I I think this show has made peace with people that I I wasn't at peace with. You've been
1: humanized by this show, I think. Yeah, and me. We've both, I mean, that's maybe a topic for a show too. But but, um, yeah, I I don't know. Everyone thinks I'm a monster. I just don't like being nice to you. Uh, From Great (laughs) Damien. Why do I have to be a monster all the time? (laughs) from Greg Damian. Guys, another great show and one I was glad you finally did. What's in Scott's basement? That brings us back to Gacy, I think. Uh what's in Scott's basement? Ever since I heard that Scott had over 600 kits, I wanted to see them. I know there is a lot of joking going on about Scott not building or painting anything, but I think we have found a reason for Scott's madness. That is the fact that Scott is actually an archivist and not a model builder. He is the national archives of garage kits with some Aurora thrown in for good measure. I personally would have watched many more hours of the unboxing you guys were doing. This has to be a regular feature on the show, just as the workbench and news and reviews. Even if it's only one tub, that would be fine. I think Scott's work as a historian and curator of the garage kit hobby should not be scoffed at. To be able to open a tub and know who and when the kit was created by is something paramount to the hobby. We all have Terry's garage kit books from the early days, but with 600 plus kits in Scott's collection, I think he goes beyond that. Of course, why Scott has many multiples of Aurora kits is a bit weird, unless plans to open a hobby shop. For a minute there, I thought I was walking the aisles of Trost Hobbies. Scott, if we see some rare out-of-print kit in your stash, are you open to selling any? I can definitely see that happening. I also enjoyed the Batman. I went in with no expectations, but I was sold after the viewing. I would rate it either second or third best in the series. I think the Catwoman was a waste of time in regards to the storytelling. Quite unnecessary, in my opinion. Keep it up, boys, and I can't wait to see you in a few weeks. So, before we, I want to touch on the Batman part. I disagree with the uh, the Catwoman part because I think she's beautiful, and any moment she was on screen was well worth whatever distraction to the story it was. She is
2: smoking hot. All right, historian Scott. Greg, I'm honored by your opinion and, and
0: humbled. I am hardly an a archivist. I, really, Terry Webb is the guy um, with the knowledge. I have a lot of knowledge. I'm not going to say I don't have a lot of knowledge and a lot of history, for sure. But there's other guys out there with just as much, if not more, uh, you know, i I, have, I
1: do agree with him, though. I think it's something... be said that we could open a box and you're like this is so and so sculpted this it was this this and this and produced by who that is a that is a talent and I don't have that kind of memory
2: at all. that's because you drank too much Uh,
1: I know okay that being said while we're here but Greg thank you for that email that was it's oh Greg and I appreciate it I just
0: I I you know Scott's being humble which is weird because that
1: never happens, <laughs> but I agree. I agree with Greg. So,
0: I, and it's um, but I I do want to not be humble for a minute, and I'll tell you in one second. And Greg, again, I appreciate uh, all the kind words. But the quantity of kits I have now on the current model inventory spreadsheet is seven hundred and seventy, not six hundred. Okay,
1: <laughs> and actually. There's one sitting back here. I didn't put my sweet life. Um, so it's 771. Uh, so it's, yeah, it, it's
0: 771. I did not put my sweet life Doc Holiday bust <laughs> on here. So, um, all right. We have an update to the spreadsheet. So it is 771. Now that includes doubles. Okay. And if I just go by the
2: kits themselves which that
0: can't be right but maybe it is man I have that many doubles I have 200
1: over 200 doubles of stuff maybe I do do you have that spreadsheet set up to add up price yes you want to say
2: I
0: don't know anyway this goes to 576 from 2 so 574 different titles on this thing so yes there's almost 600 separate kits but there's like 200 kits worth of doubles that's crazy
1: so his other question would you be open to selling any when we pop those boxes open
0: well i it depends because i'm kind of going to go through a little bit before wonderfest and probably have a few things at our table so So. all
1: right yeah and like i said we're going to film some more of those we are going to do those more as a regular so you're asking
0: uh you are asking for a price total. And, and again, it, this is not a brag. This is not, this is actually, this is.
1: It's an insanity marker. That's what I want. <laughs> insanity marker.
0: Now, I haven't, I didn't set my spreadsheet up to, so if I have a kit that's worth $90 and I have two of them, it's not set up for 180 So the price I'm going to give you is oh, you a singular total, okay, of just single kits. All right. All right. So it's not going to include the doubles.
1: Do you want your, maybe you shouldn't say this. If your wife ever sees this, she's going to see it. If I drop it, I can true. tell you that. Uh, well, you'll be dead.
0: <laughs> but this is why I did it. Yeah. I, I I did this sheet so that they have an idea of value. And, and for the record, I shot my values low. And And the reason being is if something happens to me, I'm not, gonna look at my family and say try to get top dollar for everything yeah yeah so for example the dracula's bride janice kit that goes with the deluxe dracula it has sold for over a thousand dollars on ebay i put a value on it of 450 dollars okay which if i put that on ebay for 450 dollars it would disappear tomorrow okay but so that's kind of what i did with a lot of things okay
2: um, so that being said, that
0: being said, you a the total, and, and again, it's, this is not, please anyone, this is not a brag. This is, I got this money, blah, 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 because blah, blah, it's kind of a sickness.
2: <laughs> Take a guess. $12,000. $45,210.42. You okay? <laughs> Did
0: everyone see the look on his face right there? What? Well,
1: I didn't want to go over. I should have said a dollar. Well, $1. you were safe. But if we
0: were playing the prices right. <laughs> yes, you better it. hope everyone was, went over. I was trying to do okay. prices
1: right. I, I, was, I should have just said a dollar. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I'm afraid
2: to do that. I should do that one day. Wow. Now, the prices are based on And that's white. without doubles. Yes. So we're I'll bet 60 55. <laughs>
1: All right. Let's stop there. We have And uh... and
2: hold on before I'm before I even finish here.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I've also done my Bowen busts and statues, but I haven't inventoried those yet as far as um price. But Bowen full-size statues, I have
2: 51 Bowen full-size superhero statue. And that total,
0: and, and there's a few missing because I don't couldn't find prices. That total is your number.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. And and I yeah I kept the comic store open for a long time, but I can tell you that I have 292 Bowen mini busts.
1: I mean, know they made that many.
2: That's
0: about how many they made. Actually, <laughs> there might be one or two variants in there that I don't have listed because I don't have them. But I have almost every
2: mini bust oh man wow okay the mini bus i don't have the bow and stuff is um they did like a, a chrome version of something that was the same
0: sculpt i had and i couldn't get it i didn't go crazy trying to get it they did um what's funny is they did bucky from captain america and bucky and they had a shit ton of them left over so they had them all gold plated and so it was gold bucky now first of all bucky's not a character that anybody really cares about and they listed as a bone ex- exclusive so you had to sign up to buy it so i signed up to buy it I, I got on the list to buy it i got one for 50 bucks i immediately put it on an ebay and sold it for 300 okay <laughs> i have the bucky in color what do i want a gold bucky for okay <laughs> So stuff like that is included in their number, but to me it was the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah, wow, man, I, and and that doesn't include other statues and things I have. I have a few sideshow pieces. I have a few Koda pieces. It's
1: yeah, I, I really got a problem. Well, our our uh, archivist Scott Johansson keeping us all uh, safe. So you're like the seed, uh, seed storage place for the end of the world. So if we, if we ever need to go get, to repopulate the world with model kits, you're our guy. There you go. Um, we got one other email we got from Mitchell uh, McEwen. And check out his Frankenstein paint job. He sent a ton of uh, monsters for the gallery here at the end. The gallery's going to be kind of shorter this week. Only a couple people sent stuff in. I think everyone's scrambling for Wonderfest, so but tons of monster stuff from Mitchell in there. And this is, I I love this paint job. It looks I like that kind of dead living guy, not the green sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good paint job. So, check out more of his work here in the gallery here at the end. Scott, what did we learn this episode? that I was an hour
2: late. <laughs> Pun- punctuality matters. To some to some of us. Some of us, yeah. And uh
0: But Jason's going to cut himself on that exacto within the next year. Probably true. And you know what's going to suck? It's going to roll off your thing. It's going (laughs) to stick in your foot. You're going to go to pull it out, and that blade's blade's going to be still buried in my foot. You're going to be sitting with the (laughs) handle, and the
1: blade's going to be sticking out. "Ah!" Probably true. It actually, I think it did fall and just missed my foot the other day. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: All right. Everybody that's coming to WonderFest, one one more tip is i believe i-65 is closed between like northern indianapolis and southern indianapolis so you have to take one of the 465 bypasses around to um you know to get back on 65 south going to louisville and it's been like it was like that last year too it's still closed i think it maybe next year it's scheduled to open yeah but um which is, it's a bypass I generally take anyway, coming south from the Chicago area, is I generally take that east bypass, or the west, no, the west bypass, and go
1: south, but, um... I've been feeling like I'm gonna need a bypass lately. My blood pressure. because
2: you let the world get to you. Dude.
1: All right, looking forward to seeing everybody! By this time, we got one week. One week from right now. We're going to try and do uh, some live streaming, I think, from the table, do some interviews, save those, and uh, put them on the show as we go throughout the year, but, or maybe just make one episode like that, but we'll see what maybe we can do. Quick
0: interviews, too. Yeah. Sound there.
1: is going to be an issue, because I bought a, eh, not not worth telling the story, but we'll get through it. See
2: everybody soon. Take care, everyone.